When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I was going to go and just paint my face as a wee cat <laughs> and just do the podcast. <laughs> a sexy cat. Twenty Minute Tim's episode two hundred and eighty, and I am your host Jamie, joined by my podcast pals Stephen. What's happening? And Melly. Yes. I'll tell you what's new, Stephen. The recording location we are in a slightly different recording location at the moment because a COP twenty six has made it almost impossible to get into our studio. Yeah. So we've taken an alternative arrangement, so you might hear a little bit of sound difference, and there is no YouTube this week for that reason. Second thing that's new, boys, my cold still here. <laughs> Patrons will be. <coughs> Right on cue with that cough, well away to the cold that I've had for the past week or so. It's not COVID, we can all relax, but I am going to be coughing and spluttering and sounding terrible throughout the podcast for that. I do apologise. And the third thing that's new, much more entertaining than that, is that we have a new sponsor for the podcast. Support for 20 Minute Times is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family (laughs) jewels. Manscaped, Stephen, just launched the fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who have trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you, 20% off, free worldwide shipping. Insert the code TIMS, T-I-M-S, at manscaped.com. Look, it's 2021, and it means... You can't have a big old thatch down there, Stephen. <laughs> oh, no, come on. Uh, you, need to, you need to tidy up. And I mean, what were you using before? Because Manscaped, they, gave, they gifted us some, I mean, they're ball trimmers. We're just going to call it what it is. Yep. They gifted it's, us. It's just a ball sack trimmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ball sack trimmer from your podcast mates, you might say. <laughs> what, what were you using before you were gifted? You don't have to go into too graphic a detail. Me, I'm among friends here, so knife and fork. <laughs> knife and fork, yep. <laughs> Pool of blood every <laughs> single time. Disposable razor for this bear. I, I was using, I was taking the old Mac 3 right oh, across dear, mine. Dear. You're, Melly, you're wincing. And that's what I was doing when I was doing that every time. <laughs> it was like surgery. It was like precision surgery. So Manscaped is basically a specially engineered trimmer. To, to One of the girls in the Discord called it Gain That Optical Inch. Yes, <laughs> yep, they're on to us. But, yeah. but yes, it is an additional benefit. I heard, Stephen, uh, from a friend of a friend that the man I'm pointing to in the corner here, Melly, it was like <laughs> like a like a baby bird sticking its head out a nest waiting to get fed until Manscaped arrived. That's what that's what Melly was dealing with. Um, but look, if you want to sort yourself out down there, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Tims T I M S at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Just use the code. 
T-I-M-S. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now, Stephen, that is the scripted advert out of the way. Yes. We have, yeah. we have done our duty. Let's talk about Celtic's duty. Uh, it is Celtic's duty to win games. It's Celtic's duty to beat teams, boys, specifically <laughs> at home. Ideally, yeah. yeah um, but we have a bogey team. I, I remember a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, Stephen, we were talking about how bogey teams maybe don't exist. Um, Livingston are definitely a bogey team for Celtic. That was a brutal, miserable game of football that I watched on Saturday. Well, that's what four points they've taken off us so far this season. Played them twice and still not beating them. That was a, I can barely remember, if at all, a more frustrating afternoon at Celtic Park in my entire life. Jesus. Nothing each draws. They don't have to be the end of the world, right? I mean, we have nothing each draws every season, even Brendan Rodgers, not so much the first season because we barely dropped any points mm. in that, but the second season, there were ended, there were nothing each draws at home to St. Johnson and then Dean. The third season, we had several nothing each draws. There was even two in a row at one point. So it happens, but it's the manner of it that just sends you up the road absolutely fuming, absolutely I mean, fuming. We'll get into all the details, of course, but it was such a frustrating afternoon. I mean, Melly, you and I travelled to the game. We did the At The Match podcast. Uh, I was, before the game, I was like, look, I'm thinking about 3-0 minimum, at least 3-0, because okay. Celtic were more in that game against Hibs midweek. Absolutely brilliant. We were flying. We looked unstoppable. Everyone was, talk- everyone was talking about going top of the league. But that afternoon, I mean, Stephen called it frustrating. That's putting it politely. Mm. I thought it was ab- absolutely abysmal. Abysmal. It was one of those games where you, when I was sitting beside Stephen, I went, what, "Time's going by quite quite quickly for like <laughs> there's not a lot happening." Like Celtic just pressed them in and had them hemmed in, but just to see Livingston sitting there, I'd never seen anything like it. I, I don't think I've been in a game where the striker spent most of his time thirty yards from his own goal, oh, yeah. but just sat there himself, and then with the two banks behind him, I was like. This is going to be difficult to break down, but I thought Celtic would do it. We just, we didn't get that pass right. We didn't get that final ball right. And it was just, it was very frustrating. The the performance wasn't terrible. It was just that last bit in the final third where we we just couldn't get it going. If Celtic had scored, I think we deserved to win the game. But you get rid of one hoodoo when you go Easter Road and win in the league, and then you get Livingston the next one, the chance to go top. And really... If it had to finish nil-nil, we'd have been raging, but missing that penalty when we could have got out of jail just made it so frustrating. Uh, Stephen, you're talking about these other nil-nils, though. You know, in my head, thinking back to them, that's one of these ones where you think, God, that team escaped with a life there. You know, we're papering the goal, but I mean, we created, I think, two shots on target before the penalty. I think we had one shot on target against the Livingston keeper. Like, Livingston were just... Wasn't he anti-football? Wasn't he part in the bus? It was ever worse than that. Do you know what I mean? They dug a hole and buried the football and the football didn't exist anymore. It was not alive in that game for Livingston. They had no intent. <laughs> no, you can, you know, I saw something. It is Halloween. It, it is Halloween now. It was on, it was on, on point, I on, can, on brand. I can see a, a Din Club TV station asking the manager, the Celtic manager, you know, do you have to give any, or have you got any credit to give to Livingston for that performance? I thought, were you asking that for? They, they never battled and scraped a draw or put in this wonderful performance. Like, they, they weren't a good footballing team like perhaps Dundee United were a couple of weeks ago. They came and they sat in and they'd done absolute hee-haw. It was really, really pathetic. So it was weird to ask the manager that. They don't deserve any credit. But there's no obligation for Livingston to play football. We need to find a way to win games like that, don't we? Yeah, and look, I usually come at this from a point of view of, you know, there's no obligation. As you say, there's no obligation for these teams to play football. It's nothing new. We come to expect it. And they have a 
they have an objective which they achieved. They, they yeah. got their draw. They, they were not interested in winning the game, but they got their draw. But that doesn't mean we need to give them credit no, for no. it. If you, if anyone listening to this, if there's any huns tuning in, there usually is, are thinking, oh, sour grapes because you didn't get the, the win. Aye, aye, I hold my hands up to it. You've absolutely nailed me there. Imagine. I do, right? I've got sour grapes. Like there's, there's organised and there's, oh, come on, piss off. You yeah. know what I mean? The, the, as Melly said, their striker was 25 yards from goal for most of the game. And th- they were moving about in banks of five at the time and basically just camped in their, their own box. Again, right, the, the credit that they are due begins and ends with they got their point. But I'm not going to sit here and praise them for the way they went about no. it because that, that's absolutely enough. It's no good to anyone. It must be, Melly and I were talking about this at the game, it must be utterly demoralising to... Become a footballer, and for that to be what you train for. Oh. Melly, Melly made the point of the game. You be, you could train for that without a ball. You basically just do the old kind of fifties and sixties thing where you tire over <laughs> and everything, and just <laughs> just move <laughs> about in lines. So you're basically just running up and down like in a, a twenty yard space. So no, I, th- I thought it was a a diabolical game of football, really. And we can we can talk about all all the details. We apportion blame. What I'm left with ultimately, my my broad take on the game is that. I just, there's only so much you can do. If, if, see if a team is determined to play like that, it's, it's very, very difficult to open them up. If they're not going to move and we can talk about you know, the creativity and not taking shots or not, but at the same time, I was watching the game and I've seen a bit of it back as well. There, there are hardly any opportunities to just take shots on because no, we were getting, you see if you get to the 18 the yard box and nothing's open and they're just camped in their own box and you can't find any space and Furuhashi, who is, a master at finding space just simply can't find mm. any. We can't find space to get crosses in. We're not getting to the byline and crossing it. If you're presented with a, just a bank, a wall of players, how do you take the shot on? Because the crowd is going to get frustrated if you're not shooting, but likewise, they're going to get frustrated if you're booting the ball off shins that are that are closing you down. And then you get into the realms of the Ryan Christie stuff for last season where you're just launching I, shots I, for 40 yards. I know, but I think, I mean, this low block that everybody's talking about is, well, Melly... That we, when we tweeted about we were going to be talking about the low block tonight that Celtic came up against against Livingston, we had a couple of people tweet us and say, look, can you explain what a low block is? So for the people who might not know. It's just basically sitting in, as it says, low. So you're sitting very, very deep. And Livingston had the bank of five, the bank of four, then the one striker. So it's just cutting off all the space. The, the tighter these lines are to each other, these players, then the less space there is for Celtic to get in behind. And that's what we've seen. I watched the second half back as well, because me and you spoke about it after the game. Like, maybe Celtic should have taken a shot on. McGregor and Turnbull, I think we mm-hmm. highlighted, the, should have taken shots on. But watching it, as Stephen said there was maybe a less than a split second of a shot and if it's going past the guy in front of you, the guy behind him's there to block it as well. It yeah. was very difficult. Look, if It's not an art, but what Livingston done, it was brutal, but they done it so, so well. And when, when that happens, when you get a chance, you simply have to take it. And Celtic were gifted a chance and they didn't take it. So... Kind of nobody to blame but themselves, but very frustrating considering we could have had the chance. We got the lead down to two points during the week. We fought home game, put a pressure on Rangers going into the weekend. First time we'll be top this season. And since the start of last season, it's been a long time. So we've been top in the league. At least even having that psychological advantage, even if it doesn't mean anything, even if it's just for, as you say, the less than 24 hours to the next game, it would have been something to. Yeah. And it's pressure they haven't had for a long time. It was just the wee things, but 
we are in the exact same position we were in last week, so it's not the end of the world. If we sat here and we had a drawn against Hibs and beat Livingston, you're maybe thinking it's not that bad, mm. but it's just the way it worked out for us. It was a frustrating one. Low block, aye, teams do it, but I have not seen it no. like that before. That was I incredible. Part, aye, but part of the way you beat this low block is you move the ball quickly from side to side. That gets your opponent out of position and then you release players. You know, we were doing it a lot in the first half. Jota was sitting right in front of me. We all sit in a similar area and Jota was sitting right in front of us. And they were using their, their wingers as fullbacks and doubling up. But Celtic would move the ball out to the right. They would all shuffle out right. Jota would be one-on-one with their fullback. We'd get the ball out and Jota was turning that boy inside out. Yeah, and uh, he was putting in plenty of crosses for Yakimakis. And Yakimakis wasn't getting anywhere near them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He wasn't getting in front of the defender. He wasn't really putting. I felt like it was just like we're talking about the first half and these Jota crosses because we'll talk about Abada as well separately. But Jota, I thought, was getting a lot of luck against that fullback, putting in a lot of balls. But that big centre half that they had barely moved five yards either side. They were just bump heading it away. But even the ones that were in the vicinity for Yakimakis, you're wanting to put himself about a bit and challenge for these. Yeah, I was disappointed in him. Uh, before the game we spoke about, like, Kyogo's dropped to the bench, there might not be space for him to get in behind, and there wasn't. But kind of looking at it in hindsight, I think maybe his movement would have been better than Giacomacus. Giacomacus... Could have been much worse. Yeah, well, <laughs> no. that's the problem, wasn't it? If we're going to have him up front, he has to put it about, and he, he just wasn't getting any change out that guy. But at the same time, he wasn't giving him anything to think about no. either. He was too static. He wasn't making runs. He wasn't dropping off. It was all two in there and there was that centre half and another two beside them so it was difficult for him but he has to do more than that he has to put himself about more and get himself involved in the game because it was all played in their half so there was space to there wasn't space but there was plenty for him to get involved in and he just didn't do it whereas Kyogo maybe one of those flashes across the box he gets a touch on it but at the same time I think Tom Rogic going off during the week was a big blow because it's that sort of creativity but also with uh, Turnbull and McGregor there, that's fine. But with McGregor in the number six, we move the ball quicker to start off the attacks. Whereas with Beat on there, it's a wee bit more pedestrian, which means they get into their shape quicker. So I think all going well, we would have had Rogic, Turnbull, McGregor in there to try and move it quicker. Plus Rogic can sometimes find that pass. So taking out Rogic and Kyogo, it's a, it's a mm. difficult one. See, when we're talking about this defeating this low block, I feel like, yeah, we could talk about the theory of the the, mm. the kind of textbook version of defeating a low block, whatever they teach in these coaching courses and all that. But I feel like this was a very specific challenge in that, yeah, we can talk about moving them from, from side to side. Rogers used to do that all the time. He used to move the ball about in front of them, hoping that someone would come out, move someone out of position. You know, if you, you like a boxing analogy, you're kind of working the jab to see what they'll do, see what, see whether defences are weak. But if a team is determined not to move at all, not to just sit in their box, then again, it's it's extremely difficult to get not only around it, to get through it. If a team is so determined that they're not going to move, they're not interested in winning the game. And again, it's, I, not an easy, it's not, no, it's not it's, an easy problem to solve. No, it's not. It's not. No. It's, I mean, I'm not ex- absolving Celtic. I, I'm not excusing them because they're, ultimately they're the better team and this is why it, winning a league is about finding the answers to these challenges. But at the same time, it's just I've never seen anything like that. Melly's already said. I mean, there are again, there are sitting in. There's low blocks and there's there's, there's what that was. And uh, you know, David Martindale had the cheek to say he's seen Celtic play like that against Barcelona. And, 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 and I've <laughs> okay. never, I've never seen Celtic play. Any, I've never seen Celtic play like that at all. You know, Celtic are always compelled to at least try and play some football or try and 
try and win the game. So to compare that to what we've done is pretty mental. But like you said, Stephen, it's we we should have won the game with a better team. We had the the better talent on the pitch, but it is a difficult puzzle to to unpick because at the end of the day, a lot of it just comes down to physicality. There's no room. Yeah, how yeah. do you, how do you beat this? And you need to beat it with creativity, and you need to beat it with with decent crossing and. We, we, I feel like Jota's crossing was pretty decent in the first half, but for the other side, I thought Abada was letting us down badly again, Melly. He was, and we've spoken about it a couple of times. Apart from the goals, he's not really offering much, is mm. he? He's not. I thought it may be a wee bit of confidence thing. He is a 19-year-old boy coming here. He got off to a good start, and that may be... Temp- well, we maybe need to temper our expectations for him, because... Look, he's 19, he's coming in here, new, new country and all that, and James Forrest probably would have played a lot more had he been fit, but... Abada's been thrown in there and his form's just completely gone. He's not even getting the chances to score anymore. He was coming in at back post and doing well, but what we're wanting from wingers is not just to score, but to create chances. And he's simply not doing that. He's getting the ball out there. He's a bit tentative when he's taking on his man. He's not committing MD and his crossing is pretty abysmal, to be honest. It's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not targeted to MD. It's just throwing in there and it's barely getting past the first man. So a wee bit of time out of the team would probably be best for him. But again, we're lacking options with the injury for us with Mikey Johnson just coming back. It's just that, that squad thing again. But he's got to do so much better than that because it's basics that he's not getting right. And, and the inverted fullback thing, you're, you're looking at that and you're going, well, does that work against such a congested area? I mean, again, in the first half, it did work because Juranovic came inside and he took a player with him and that gave Joe to the space. It did exactly what it had to do. But I felt on the other side, I feel like Ralston knows a bad is maybe not good enough. You know what I mean? Because Ralston was putting in a lot of crosses, I feel like, in the second half. They're okay, but I feel like with Stephen, we've got an issue down that right-hand side. Well, uh, Ralston, I thought, was one of Celtic's better players, to be Aye, honest. I know that. He yeah. was probably the best, but I still just, I'm talking there specifically about his crossing. It was the, it was the ideal. There were, there were a couple. In the first half, there were a couple of decent crosses, but again, you you look at Yakimakis's role in these did he do enough to get try and get on the end of it? Ar- arguable, not. it's arguable, right? If you you watch back, I know it's it's easier said than done to just make yourself known, like be get on the end of crosses. Crosses have to be in some way accurate. But I thought some of Ralston's were quite good in the first half. They were getting any good areas anyway. See, just on Ralston, there was a point in the first half where Celtic went down the right. Ralston gets the ball and curls this left foot, and it goes past the keeper. You're thinking, yes, in the back of the net. And there's a guy on the line behind the keeper, <laughs> and they're even behind. <laughs> The keeper keeps it right. out. If that had to went in, oh, like was if, that the shot? Is that yeah, one shot? The right? left footed yeah. shot. So if that had to went in, like that's in the first half, it's a completely different game. Yeah. Livingston's whole game plan falls apart, but we just couldn't get that. And the longer it went on, it was annoying. But I know what you mean with the Ralston going down there. He was one of the better players, but a bad. I was poor. I mean, see on, sorry, sorry. Like, see on these games, you've, you've made a, an interesting point there, Melly. I think on these games, I think your best bet, I know it's not particularly tactical or insightful, but your best bet is to try and just summon a goal or something yeah. early on and hope hope to throw them off. Because the longer that game went on, I said to you at half time, I was like, this is going to be really, really difficult to get a goal back here. To the thing I was saying about Yakimakis, it's like the ball comes in and that, that their big centre half just bumps, heads that way, heads yeah. that way, keeper right. catches it. And you think to yourself, you're not really causing any problems in there. You're not like the big physical presence. You're not putting elbows about. You're not, you know, uh, did you see um, that? I'm pretty sure it was one of the Aberdeen goals the other day. Scott Brown's in the box. Oh, cro- lovely. Uh, a cross comes in, or was it a corner, Melly? It was, I think it was a cross comes in. Um, yeah, I think it was a corner or a free kick. It was, the, the cross comes in at the box, right? 
and one of Scott Brown's own players is running past him, but Scott Brown sees the Hearts guy get the jump on him, so Scott Brown pushes his own player in front <laughs> of the Hearts player, and you're like, that's the type of shithousery that you want to see for Yakimakis. You want to see him put himself about, try to, you know, cross comes in, give that defender a problem, be on top of the keeper, but it was just, all, it just looked all so easy when we did get the cross in. And we could do a player like that. Is, yeah, that is one available? And I think that's where the frustration comes from, because you, you're looking at the, Miley touched on the selection as a whole, and you're looking at that midfield, and you think, did we just lose that game because we didn't have Tom Rogic? Is that yeah. uh, because mm-hmm. did we not have? A, would we have won that game if we had a better number ten? Someone to create something, something a wee bit tricky because it was all, you know, spotting about the wings, but in the middle in that ten position, mainly it just seemed all so predictable. I mean, those guys, Turnbull and McGregor, to me, seemed to exist just to recycle the balls out to the wing. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's. It. 1st of January that has to be the priority get at least one midfielder or two in because we need depth in there and we need somebody, something different as well we can't rely on Tom Rogic, we've seen that over the years, he's a good player but I still think we can do better in there looking at it now I think the number 6 is Cal McGregor's best position because mm. he can start off play so going forward I'd like somebody in there and I think you're right, when I was looking at the team now Jack Amakis Abada and Jota, the free the free up front. All right, Abada can get the odd goal or two, but there's not guys you think oh, they'll definitely score the day. Jota will come in with a few. Jackamakis just hasn't hasn't done it yet. And then behind that, Turnbull can get goals, but McGregor's maybe not. There's just wasn't a lot of goals in the team. I felt. Is that the manager's fault? Should they have started with his best team? Should they have started Kyogo? Did he underestimate Livingston by by mixing it up a wee bit too mm. much? I'm not sure if it's. Uh, underestimating but we lost Tom Rogic during the week we lost Starfelt at the weekend these injuries are going to mount up Kyogo's already done half a season with Fizel Kobe and then he's came straight here so we have to manage these things because we've been hampered by injuries all season so yeah maybe maybe it was the more physical guy up front thinking about their big defenders Mm. but some doesn't work out like that would there have been space for Kyogo in behind didn't really get to influence the game when he did come up alongside uh, Jack and Marcus. It was just, it was one of those games where you could pick out everything and go faults in that, but we just needed That's that That's why goal. we do a podcast. It could, it could be called nitpicking, Stephen. <laughs> but if, Hindsight, if, uh, if we didn't need nitpick, we would never have a podcast. Hindsight is going to play a significant part in this podcast because I think it made sense to leave out Kyogo would I have done it probably not I, I think I, I agree with you playing your best players where where possible but as Melly says it you need these things need to be managed that's why we've got a squad and if not a home game at Livingston to play your so-called physical striker then yeah. when are you going to find game time for him so I thought it made sense but where hindsight also plays into it is that if he just steps up and rattles that penalty in we're not, this yeah. is the, this oh is the shortest God. podcast we've Aye, ever we recorded we need to talk about this penalty <laughs> I mean you need to talk about it now, that was Aye. that was well first of all what was that penalty? Uh, to the letter of the law, yes, he, he raised his hands to Kyogo. Get her done without the silly wee kind of mm. delayed uh, flop at the end of it. But, you know, you, need to, let the, you need to let the ref see it happened. Exactly. Especially very, when it's Bobby Madden. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, but before we go on to the penalty rate, we will talk about the referee, but I do not want to miss this opportunity to talk about arguably the most mental decision I've seen recently. We've been talking about refs a lot, granted. Is this the one, two, three, four, five? What's that? Well, uh, uh, there was a point in the game where I think it was on Myonga in midfield, right? right? He's, oh, he, he was he's hacking relentlessly mm, through the game, yeah. right? Bobby Madden finally blows the whistle, right? Gives Celtic <laughs> a free kick. Gets him, goes one, two, three, oh, four, right five points to all the places where he was fouling Celtic players. And you think, right, okay, what always follows is what? 
a booking after that. Yeah. No, no, he went right on your way. <laughs> Five's <laughs> high as well. Five's <laughs> a lot. That's a lot. Five goes, is a high number. Uh, now, it, uh, it's a different sport, granted, but five fouls in basketball gets you ejected out of the game. No, no questions asked. There's no judgment on it. If you make five fouls, you're gone. I've never from. seen it. Like Bobby Madden had an absolute nightmare. No wonder. But it's one, two, three, four, five. And I'm like, this guy's getting booked. He went right on your way. I'm like, what? No, that's five free hits. Not that decision, but that's up there as well. That's slam dunking in at number two. But for number one, my worst decision of the game was the, the incident that triggered the lengthy injury time, which we'll circle back to for the penalty, was that Obaye, Obaye, I'm, I'm not sure of his, his name, the, the centre half, went down under a bit of a clattering from Joe Hart, I think from uh, a set piece or a corner. Um, well, a corner is a set piece, I don't know why <laughs> I said it or there. <laughs> so a set piece is what it was. So he stays down for ages and ages. The crowd are getting a bit a bit angsty about it, kind of moaning at him to get up and all that. So he gets up, takes his time getting off the pitch, and he does that thing where you need to wander all the way back round mm. to the halfway line. You can't just enter the pitch without permission. He, he walks down to the halfway line, then just runs on and stops, literally stops a Celtic <laughs> attack off his own back. You can't just enter. Uh, to let that go was absolutely incredible. Mikey Johnson was in the box at the time My and God. he just ran up behind him and, and knocked out for a These corner. These are all the things that are doing people's nuts in about <laughs> refereeing. The time-wasting. I mean, he did put six minutes on, right? The time-wasting for Livingston was the most egregious time-wasting I think I've seen. It the first half, the keeper was taking ages for everything. Look, I know it's up to Celtic, but it's, again... It's the wee the incremental keeper took, things. See, one time the keeper, right? He, uh, we're talking about this as we're getting away from the penalty, right? But here's what happened. It was a by kick to Levy, right? By kick to Levy. He gets the ball off the ball boy, places it, walks back to the goal, does the thing where he kicks his studs on the post three times, picks up his water bottle, takes a drink of water, puts it back down, takes three full drinks of water, right? <laughs> Slowly walks up to the ball, looks for the valve, puts it down, walks back to the goal, kicks the... Like four minutes to take a bike kick, and Bobby Madden's just with a watch up in the air. I'm like, this is, this is, I, I've never seen anything like it. And you say this after the game, you oh, you know, silver greats, blah, blah. We'd it's, be saying it as if we'd have scored the penalty, we'd be saying they deserved it for all of this stuff. Yeah, but doing. it's up to the referee. It's, that's the, re- the referee's only there to stop things like this and make sure the game ticks along you anyway. Know, it must have absolutely killed him to give that penalty. No, <laughs> like, lads, I've done everything here. To <laughs> Celebrity ref, Bobby Madden. We're often our philosophy on this is you only moan about the, the referees when you win, but nah, shove that up your ass. I'm, I'm enough's ready enough's for enough, that. No, man. <laughs> Just before we finish on the referees, seeing the Hibs game as well, there was a point the ball went over to our left-hand side. It was going out of play and the Hibs right back. I stopped. I can't remember if it was Boyle or Newell or whatever. Stopped the ball going out with his hand. Hmm. Again, no booking. This happened uh, against Hibs under Rogers. remember? The ball uh, was going over and the guy uh, just caught it. Slivka? Yeah, he that, just uh. caught it and then he got booked later on, which meant he should have been sent off. It was just another... Me- you can just grab the ball and stop it going out of play because, oh, there's nobody there to get the ball and it goes in the stand. Like. So, so we got the penalty, right? And Yakimakis y- has taken the penalty. And even when he's walking up to take it, you're thinking, right, this guy's had a terrible game. Yeah. He's had a terrible game. He's, he didn't look confident. He didn't look confident, and that penalty was awful. Now, we, we, we couldn't believe it. Mate. I was standing there, and Stephen just—I was just waiting for it to happen, and no quite processing how we'd got the penalty. And Stephen's like, "Iranovic hasn't taken it." I was like, "What?" He's like, "He's back at the left back position." I was like, "What's going on here?" Aye. But there was no argument. There nah. was no. It was just Jackamacus picked up the ball, and look, and I don't think you can change that. That. 
Juranovic, both penalties, emphatic, buried yeah. right in the corner where no keeper can get them. Then you see Jakimakis step up and it was pitiful. The keeper gathered it. It wasn't even come out for a rebound. Or it was like a, a Samaras penalty. Oh, oh don't start on that. Still call him. We, we do it on 10 in a row, wasn't for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's these Greeks. It's these Greeks, oh, man. Of course oh, it is. Aye. Aye. The, Greeks, the Greeks can't have a penalty. It's an absolute tragedy. But the, the, the problem I've got, right, with this is the manager came out and said after the game, and that was decided before the game, and what are you doing? Why? You, you had Juranovic score a penalty, then you gave it to Callum McGregor, or Callum McGregor took one and missed it, and then after the game you went, no, Juranovic will be back on penalties when he comes uh, in. Juranovic didn't play in the game, which is well, fair, that, But fair he said when he, when he comes back, he's on the pens. I think it was two he scored. Yeah, Juranovic yeah, two. scored two and then we give it to Giacomacchus and even in, in the game, even in the game, the manager will be like, you're the fucking shocker. <laughs> you're not getting anywhere near this and we're struggling to score here so I really want to make sure I've got Furuhashi on the bench. I've got um, Juranovic, sorry, Furuhashi and Juranovic both on the pitch. I'm sorry to do this to you, Giacomacchus, but let somebody that's going to score take it. See if Juranovic had missed it, you're like, right, fair enough. He Aye. misses a penalty. But see, when the guy scored two in a row and then you change it, then you, you don't have any leeway there because that is on you. Then you, the guys buried him. It was, it, was his, it was only the week before he'd scored the penalty as well. And see, if you're taking that penalty, Stephen, as a, as the, as a penalty taker, you, we are recording in Glasgow City Centre, by the way, so occasionally people walk by where we are recording and you'll hear it in the background, right? We're all looking at each other nervously about how to confront this situation, so here's how we're confronting it, we're just telling you. If anyone's passing, we're right in the middle of Sucky Oak Street. Uh, we're, yeah. we're on a bench. So um, <laughs> if, you're the, if you're the taker and you've had a horror show and you need that ball to go in, Stephen, is that where you're putting your penalty? Is that how you're... T- you take one of these soft... As you coined once, a sock full of diarrhoea. Well, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I would... I would tend to use my foot rather than a sock full of diarrhea <laughs> yeah. to, to connect with that ball. It, and that's this is the crux of it as well. Yes, the nothing each draw isn't the end of the world. Missing a penalty under normal circumstances isn't the end of the world. But one, having a nothing each draw. Two, getting a penalty in injury time. And three, slapping it meekly towards the goalkeeper Aye. is just... It, and even... I've listened to all the stuff about how he had a good record with, in, with penalties in the Netherlands. Fine. But I, I totally agree with all this. Just don't change it. I feel like when you do that, I feel like when you take a guy who has scored his last two penalties and revert to the guy who you had agreed previously as the penalty taker, right, fine, I can get on board with that. But things have changed. We've mm-hmm. got a penalty taker there. Don't go back on it just because somebody agreed that a couple of weeks ago. Because I feel like when you do that, our reaction to all that, that whole thing is on the At The Match podcast. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard it back, but check it out at patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. I was, I was mic'd up and I recorded everything from the the awarding of the penalty to it being taken. We shared it. Yeah, I, and Aye. the two of us were just like, I don't like this. I, it's it's almost like you're angering the gods up on Mount Daffabet. You're just, you're making them <laughs> angry, making them angry at you. Don't mess with penalties. Like, don't, it, it, it wasn't as egregious as that. It wasn't as bad an incident, but I feel like it, it was the one step down from when you get two players arguing over it and you, they fall yeah. out and inevitably always miss it. 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If it, see if it was going to be, like you said, going back to the agreed penalty taker, see if it was a guy that had buried them before or had got goals last year, like going back to Odson Edward or something, but a guy that's just got his first goal last week, that's no really had a record, no really started games, I just can't agree on it. And it was just one of those ones that that was a mental decision yeah. now looking looking back. It, it, could, it was so costly and could be so costly. And it's not just the effect it has on Celtic, it's the effect it has on uh, Jackamakis now. He's labelled a dud by people. Well, it is, and look, it's the poor performance and all that. that. It's, it's, but the thing is, see, even when Furuhashi came on, he got he seemed to get less involved in the game. Mm. Yeah, you know when Furuh, you think right, the two up front, maybe we can make something work here. Furuhashi comes on with half an hour odds to go. And I think there's a god, it's unbelievable. And you, you need Celtic need to find a way to win games like this because a lot of teams are going to come to Celtic Park and do that. We need to find a way to win. And like you said, well, there's not going to be many teams that play the way. No. I don't think I'll ever see a game like that. The, no, the, 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 that like Livingston that. play, but the manager needs to do better. He needs to do better with his team selections. He needs to do better like when it comes to things like penalties. I don't know uh, what circumstances that how how that happened. Um, uh, like before the game, why you would even think of changing it? Uh, but it can't happen again. It has to be Juranovic on penalties at least until he misses one. You yeah. can't kind of keep scoring penalties and just take them off them because... And that, that's it. There's a danger of just assuming, right? Because, see, if if Juranovic had stepped up and missed, which he might have done, you know, we've only seen him take two penalties and smash them both home, but he might miss the next one. If he'd walked up and missed, 
would have been like, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. But it's because of the change. It's because of the change and the execution of it. We're obviously furious. But see, before we, we, we kind of wrap up on the Livingston game, obviously we're talking a lot about their performance in it. And it, it does sound like sour grapes and I fully hold my hands up to it. We've, we've, we've definitely taken the absolutely raging at the performance. Oh, God, <laughs> that's exactly. It's a fan's podcast, but they, I, I found, found some stats on it. It depends where, what the source is, but. I found that they had completed 89 passes in the game, right? 89. And you think, well, that's a lot of passes. Mm. For context, I just picked a random game from England off the top of my head. I just went onto the same app, FopMob, it was right, where I found the, the stats. I went onto the same app and looked at a random English game and looked at a random English-based player. So I looked at Thiago Silva from Chelsea. He made 89 passes Oof. in their game at the weekend. So one centre-half... <laughs> completed the same number of passes as Livingston's entire team in a 90 minutes and Thiago Silva was not even the highest of his team he was third third in his team I could do one better than that I went back all season and most of, most of last season according to the, the stats I pulled up Livingston completed they had 154 passes total in the game they completed 51% of them right so I'm just going to do right. some quick maths and say that's what round about 70 odd passes yes. right yeah. all in Celtic had 16 shots, right? So you can d- surmise that, you know, 16 odd bye kicks, whatever, the keeper restarted play <laughs> from that, right? So you take your 75 and you reduce it to 60. 60 passes outfield players <laughs> for Livingston completed all game. That's, that's, there's, that's the lowest I could find. I went back into last season. I've never seen a team play. I'm yeah. talking about even when Wraith Rovers came to Celtic back a couple of weeks ago, they, they managed to complete and do more passes than Livingston. It was, Football the likes we've never seen, but mainly the manager needs to win the games. Bottom line, we've said this a couple of times before, Ange. We're in a title race. We've not managed to dislodge Rangers for the top of the league for a long, long time. It's that psychological thing we've been yeah, always yeah. chasing. Yeah, it's disappointing. And I think you said earlier as well that less passes and St Mirren made against us and we beat them 6-0. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it just shows I said that off my guy. But the thing with that is as well, Celtic got a couple of goals from set pieces against Hibs. The set-piece delivery in this game was disappointing. And this is what we're talking about with Celtic trying to modernise. See if we worked on these things more. I know maybe they do and we don't get to see it, but see taking set-pieces, the deliveries from set-pieces were shocking at the weekend. Livingston are a big team. We need to find ways around that. But I can't remember one delivery from a set-piece that put them under any pressure. That shouldn't be happening. Those two goals against Hibs, we got... One, one, another one recently we were getting goals from set pieces and corners like, let's see if we can add this it really makes a difference and all it would have taken was one good set piece and a goal from there and that would have killed Livingston so these wee things we're working on where it's quick corners or better corners set uh, free kicks and all that these wee incremental gains get you the results in these games sometimes and we just I don't think we're doing I'm enough always dead it. I'm always dead like reluctant just to point to things and say we should be doing that better you know we, we you know and, and there's a something that Celtic only doing all they can in yeah. set pieces and all that but I take your point on that the set pieces that game were, were absolutely awful and then it's one of these ones where we seem to have I said this a couple of weeks ago, we seem to have one or two players performing well every game, but we never seem to have like a collective like so in that game, Furuhashi wasn't he playing, who's obviously our, probably our best player. And Tom Rodgick was out who had an absolute stormer against yeah. Hibbs. And nobody was able to step in and give yeah. us the performance these guys were. Jota and Anthony Ralston were probably our two best players first half and collectively in that game overall. But nobody was able to come in and do a Furuhashi performance, a Tom Rodgick type performance. 
And the problem you've got, Stephen, is it's the high of that Hibs game. We murdered them. Yeah, we, yeah. we thought this is it. You know, we absolutely murdered Hibs. We thought this is it. And then you've got that. I think just before Stephen comes in, it really goes back to the summer, doesn't it? That this huge rebuild has is starting to show when Celtic drop points that unless Celtic have their first 11 out, we can struggle. Yeah, we yeah. can struggle because the drop-off from Kyogo to Giacomacus is big. The drop-off from Rogic to Beaton is big. <laughs> and, and even then, <laughs> even then you'd want somebody, like Tom Rogic being a regular for starter for Celtic at the start of the season, we'd be like, no, that, that won't that's happen. Like, that's, like, yeah, that's like having a Ferrari that's no button, but instead you've just got to walk. <laughs> 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 it's Beaton's birthday on Saturday as well and he's uh, 30 years old he's been here a long time just guys hanging around I know it's like Celtic have got the better players but it goes back to this that sort of big change that rebuild shouldn't be happening because this it's, is what happens we bring in so many players yet we're still short in areas that's costing us now it's because Ange doesn't have the players to play the way he wants now he knows that and it's obviously going to be very difficult to get him that and it seemed like an impossible task to do that in the summer and Andrew's obviously got a way he wants to play and we have been unable to give him the players and this is all part of the rebuild and yada 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 but I just I'm looking at that game and you're like can we just please never play Livingston again <laughs> get down get absolutely get down let me just that, that Lemmy meme of him talking get, get fucking down get down <laughs> uh, I am, take I'm more points off us than any other team I, this season I know so. I'm absolutely sick of Livingston now but it's Again, Jamie, you just said you don't want to point to anything. Just say do it better. And mm. I think that, I think that's absolutely right because there's too, but there's, I'm not, there's too much of that now. Like yeah, Celtic yeah. lose and somebody goes like we're oh, not reacting. We, we're not reacting to individual points of view. But Celtic lose and you're t- speaking to people about the game and you're reading comments on social media and you're reading forums and people go, oh, we just need to stop crossing the ball or whatever. And you think, well. Aye, we do, but we also need to start scoring crosses. We need to, but, they're, but they're, I suppose the overall point I'm making is somewhere with the players available to Ange and the players available to David Martindale at Celtic Park on yeah. a Saturday afternoon, there is something that manager can do to win that game. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt because if it's as simple as that, well, having said that, it's you know the the old cliche goes it's easier to destroy things than to create yeah. so it's yeah. easier for to be in Martin Dale's position than it is Ange Postecoglou. I think I saw a stat. Sorry, just to, that might help reinforce your argument here a wee bit. Like we have had eighty crosses against Livingston in two games and scored zero goals. <laughs> right, oh, there you go. But on the, the I don't want to. There was a, a couple of drop points recently, and I said that I don't want to catastrophize every single drop point, and I, they're not at the end of the world. At the end of the day, and a lot of this. Almost all of it is down to having missed a penalty. That, yeah. That's the biggest gripe here because we're no bothered about that's it. That's the one thing the manager could have changed, could have done is not changed his penalty taker. <laughs> yeah. If he had to change that, we're probably sitting here with two points behind Rangers, but he chose to change the penalty taker, so he has to carry the can for that, yeah. I think. And where, where I'm going with that is that. I'd agree with that. Yeah, and it's. It's not always just that we've dropped points, so it means the system's broken. Because I feel like that's that there's so much talk about anti-Portugal system that that's the go-to. If we drop points, all oh, the system's broken. But look, these, ultimately, these players know how to win games. It, if we're getting as far as the 18-yard box and no one's taking on a brave pass or taking on a shot or getting the ball out wide quick enough, James Forrest comes on, who's been out for ages, so I'm not going to apportion any blame to him. But really what you're looking for him to do is try and get to the byline. And he needs to eliminate... 
but he kept drifting inside. So yeah. this none of this is to do with the system. It's just no. these players know how to do this. It's just ultimately it didn't work out. They found it very difficult and they dropped points. And it's I'm not again, I'm not saying, oh well, there's nothing you can do about it, but I'm just I think it was a very challenging game and Celtic failed that challenge. See the the thing I keep going back to about the penalty is see when you're talking about what could the manager have done if he had done this, had he done that. That's all kind of subjective, but see the penalty thing, that happened, it was a definite, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he changed it, but uh, when, when Stephen's talking there, like there's so much focus on Ange Postacoglu and his system, just because it's a wee bit different, yeah. uh, it doesn't really happen to many other teams, I feel, whether it's just uh, this system, you need certain players to do it, the system's fine, we've seen that against Hibs, one of the better teams this season, and we absolutely ripped them apart, Best we've won, football we've played Aye, for yeah, we've won how many games in a row, we just came up against something that we, we found difficult at the weekend, we had that get out of jail card, and for some reason things get switched around, and it didn't work out for us, but all this system chat, like it was... it's not a big deal to me, because other teams play this, teams play this, we Finding players for the system. Anthony Ralston's been one of the best players this season, and he doesn't play. He's never played in mm. that system before. Same with a lot of other players. So I think the system is fine. It was just we didn't just nail down that one goal we needed, and we can just go back. If we hadn't got the penalty, you could say, "Aye, we can go on about the system." But the fact is, we had the chance to score and I, didn't take it. I think the difficulty is though, like there's so much pressure on this season, and. Well, yeah. that was an opportunity that was a golden opportunity no, to no top, doubt, no top doubt. of the league and we've just sort of let it slip Rangers absolutely murdering Motherwell there we effectively teed that up Aye, because we, we, did. we did the opposite of putting pressure yeah. on them we've given them an excuse to go out there and batter Motherwell they've took that opportunity with both hands and basically Celtic presented it to them by you know, the, oh, the, the, the chat, oh, the bottle's crashing over the East End and all that sort yeah. of stuff. We had the opportunity and we passed it up. So that's very unfortunate. It's going to be like that for the rest of the season, back and forth, back and forth. Well, oh, yeah, not, yeah, not so yeah, much back. back and forth, but maybe like two steps forward, three steps back. We we did say a couple of weeks ago, you know, I feel like you're always like constantly having to check in with yourself with Celtic. Like, am I, how angry am I? How pissed off am I? How serious is this? <laughs> Uh, we did say a couple of weeks ago, you know, what, well, no, it was a couple of months ago now, like, what represents success? Where do we want to be? And we also kind of had the conversation about January, like, well, we need to be within touching distance yeah. of them in January. And that's not really about accepting these losses, but it's maybe about appreciating the fact that some games aren't going to go our way. But I think the January transfer window, once again, has come into sharp focus, hasn't it? Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. I think it's you know results dictate everything in this game especially in the podcast game because you know what see we've done this in kind of reverse order because the Hibs game was was actually very good to a point the first Aye. 40 minutes until Tom Rogic was, went off was Nobody's absolutely out, about Hibs, like, outstanding no. that, that exactly my point so if we'd managed if, again if the penalty goes in we're sitting here raving about Tom Rogic or raving about David Turnbull's performance in that game because he set up two goals or raving about Cameron Carter-Vickers get the deal done Celtic yeah. and all that but unfortunately that game has come, come on and uh, come along and pop the balloon a wee bit so that yeah there's there's there's, there's no doubt that the January transfer window is very important but the reason I said that results kind of take the focus off everything is when you're winning you don't really care about January you're just like well hopefully we can add quality the focus switches from we can add quality to this winning team to 
Oh, January, major yeah. surgery yeah. needing done in January. No, I, I, that's I mean, as fickle as that. I think it's a case of two or three players in January. We need another winger and we need a number 10. And that might do us for January. Mm, yeah. Left back, ideally. Yeah, what yeah. a good left back. Yeah. We've already got God. four of them. We so. honestly cannot have any more left backs. We could field <laughs> a game of sevens with only left backs at the moment. But we do need something different because we've seen the injuries this season and that midfield is just badly needs some, some help in there and some quality as well. But when we're looking at this, it's a nil-nil draw with Livingston. It is very disappointing, but sort of looking at, stepping back a bit, like you said, and looking at the sort of bigger picture. See if we go out and beat Dundee next week, and then we look at this between the last international break and this international break, depending on how the Ferenc Varus game and Dundee game go. If we get two victories there, then you're looking at it saying, what, we won six games and drew one. If you were looking at it at the start of that, you go, that would be decent. It means we've cut the gap on Rangers. I didn't think we'd expect Rangers to drop points in two home games. So they'll drop points again, but it's just disappointing. That's Dundee United and this game. Win those two games, we're joint top of the league. I mean, yeah. we, we need to also be aware that we're not used to seeing Celtic drop as many points as this. <laughs> no. but, you know, I mean, last season, obviously, we all know about that, but this is not the norm for Celtic. This has been a pretty poor start to the season, and although we had a couple of wins there, it's sort of, um, you're always a wee bit nervous when you see these. See, it's a, a, another difficult one, and it all goes back to this rebuild and this new team, because bad start to the season... I've watched some of the best football I've seen from Celtic in yeah, years yeah, at the yeah. same time. We've beat teams 6-0, 5-0. That Hibs first half, you're like, this is unbelievable. And then to go and draw 0-0 with Livingston to get a Dundee United game, it's just... And we've only scored one more goal than the Rangers on the league. Uh, just, well, they've caught up quite a bit yeah, from they have Motherwell, caught up, I take yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, they have, but at the same time, we've still got the best goal scoring and the best defence in the league, yet we're four points behind. So hopefully, I was reading at the weekend there that apparently in most of the top leagues in the world, for every goal you score is kind of worth a point. So Celtic are kind of behind that right now. Apparently it works out. But Celtic yeah, are kind of behind that right now. So if we can get that going, and the defence has got better recently. It's just that Hibs game is the only goal we've let in in the last, what, five games? So Well, the teams in the Scottish Premier League, there's three teams have scored 15 goals in the Scottish Premier League. They've all got 15 points. So, mm. you know, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe Melly's onto something here. Maybe expected goals really means one goal equals one point. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it means all over the world. Um, next up for Celtic, Dundee away. Lee Griffiths is Dundee. To give them their full name. Yeah. Lee Griffiths is Dundee, who recently were gubbed off Milky Mackay's Ross County to give them their full name. The, expend- the Expendables, like <laughs> all these players dragged for everywhere joining Dundee. Just beat Dundee and then we can get on the league and hopefully Rangers will drop some points. Next up for Celtic, Ferenc Faros in the Europa League. Um, never heard of them. Never heard of them. A wee win here would be lovely. Yeah, because a good result here all but guarantees, not, not fully, but almost guarantees us some sort of European yeah. football, mm. some sort of knockout European football, which I think would be really good. Now, it's it's up to your up to yourself, up to the individual to decide whether you would want to try and finish second in the Europa League, because of course we want that, but whether it would be better to do that or go into the Europa Conference, and you know what, just try and get a couple of knockout ties, one uh, a couple yeah. of exciting, I, I would love that personally. I know people... Of course, the Europa League is the more important, the more prestigious competition, but it's been a long time since we've had some properly exciting knockout football. Yeah, uh, horrible ones, even. I know. Exa- yeah, exactly. So I, I'd really enjoy that. So a good result. It's a tricky game. I mean, they've had three games no since they played us. They've not lost. They've scored nine goals, including one 7-0 right. win. Ooh. 
It is going to be a tricky one. I think if we can even, as Stephen said, get a point, that kind of means enough ahead yeah. of them and hopefully we can get something against Betis at home. But looking at it now, I'm looking at the game going, do you know what, just get through it unscathed. No injuries. We've lost Rogic. We've lost Starfelt. Starfelt was really coming on to a game. So was Rogic. The drop-off from Starfelt to Welsh or Beaton, again, is mm, yeah. is pretty poor. Is Beaton going to need to play in midfield again? So it could be Beaton and Welsh both coming in. That, that's oh, no, no great, no, is no, it? Beaton not... and McCarthy in midfield, the dynamic duo. Even then, it's McCarthy's not going to be able to play the full game. So it's another game where I'm thinking, right, let's just get through it unscathed, get to Dundee, get the result. The Griff won't be able to play, unfortunately. Nope, nope. So I don't even think he started at the weekend. Nope. The Rangers are playing Malky McKay's Ross County, I'm sure, at Ibrox. So I wouldn't be hoping for anything there. So we're going to need to do our own job against Dundee and the Ferenc Varos game I don't want to write off Europe but love a victory or a draw but please just no more injuries man yeah, yeah, absolutely the, the Starfield one uh, was was really disappointing because I hate to see when players are just finally kicking into a bit of form yeah. well he's been in form for a while in fairness to him we've been backing him up for a long time on here but he started to look really good he's starting to shake off that bomb scare part that is very unfairly followed him around only to get a hamstring injury and I don't think he's got much of a history of that so there's there's maybe a little bit of you know, adaptation problems to mm. Scottish football to get new stands post training and all that but I, I don't think it's uncommon for players to pick up a, a couple of injuries like that when they're, when they're trying to get used to more intense training um, coming to a, a club like Celtic. I remember Liverpool were like that under Klopp when he first yeah. came in. They, were, they got a lot of kind of you know, soft tissue injuries as they're known. So maybe it's just a case of trying to get used to that. But it's very unfortunate to lose a player like that, especially as that partnership has started working Aye. really well. Stephen Welsh hasn't started since the, the Huns game. Um, a, a while ago so maybe take him a wee while to get up to speed but I uh, just just very disappointing if Welsh plays I just I don't want to see Beaton back there but we're kind of low on options to be honest and that's that's the story of the season isn't it yeah, the story yeah, yeah. The, the recurrent theme of this season is the work needing done to flush out <laughs> all the crap that's still about and bring Ange the brand new team that he really needs in order to bring success and look we will bring this episode of 29 Times Podcast to a close Stephen, uh, no video this week, which is a no. shame because Melly came dressed as a cat <laughs> for <laughs> Halloween. Cat. Yeah, no one, no one gets to see you look cute. It gives a wee meow for the cat. Yeah. <laughs> good George Gallery. <laughs> Would you like I'll me to be the cat? <laughs> right, so any final thoughts? I've come dressed as a sexy nurse with a tiny little bit of blood. Um, Zombie yep. nurse. Pouring out the side of my mouth as, as uh, people get away with these days. Uh, no, no, thanks thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks to the, the guys at the Crazy Chef's Cafe for giving us a venue to record yes. in because we're, we get on with the job. And um, look, Manscaped, we shaved our boss for nothing. Your boys <laughs> don't even get the video out. <laughs> That is a revolting image. Smooth as an eel as well. (laughs) And on that, thanks for listening. An eel. (laughs) Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.